From the Mid-South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Got a big weekend ahead. Uh, what are your plans? Uh, we got soccer. Uh, well, tonight, watch the, uh, the Tiger football game uh, somewhere on Facebook. And then we have soccer, 8 o'clock Saturday morning, 4-15 game. Then we have the uh, 6U uh, rec soccer game at 12-45 tomorrow afternoon. So a uh, day full of soccer. Weather's supposed to be nice, so that should be good. And then uh, Sunday's just hopefully an easy day, uh, church music, stuff like that. Very good. I've got the away game tonight, traveling to. Which, which we there. talked about. You have to be there at 5-20. 5-20. You've got to drive your son all the way to Brighton, Tennessee, because no bus riding. No bus uh, riding. No bus riding. COVID. Proven fact, bus riding. I thought thought if you sit down, you can't get it. <laughs> with a, I thought <laughs> if you sit down in a restaurant, you can't get it. Enclosed uh, <laughs> bus with 50 uh, kids, okay. probably not the best thing right now. What about just put the windows down? The windows do down. Do they still do that? Do they still have the good old-fashioned windows? They, oh, the man, double I thing? those windows. Those things are awesome. Uh, yeah, of course. Had, but to then, have, had to have the window seat as you get older. If you're a freshman, you got to sit on the interior and just yep. get abused. Then once it got cold, it had to get the heater going. Yeah. And, oh, it was brutal. Those are dangerous. Um, then um, next yeah, Saturday morning, uh, Bo and I will be traveling. My son and I will be traveling to Oxford to watch the Gators and the Rebels. So excited about that. We're one of the 10,000 fans that will be in the stands. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be really, really loud. Basically like a regular home game. Right. I mean, probably about as loud as a regular home game. Right. Just coming back, hanging out, probably watching football, doing your hard work, and then, you know, church on Sunday and getting ready for school on Monday. I did get a call from your son last night. Needing, he was looking for my password to find the NFL network. He said, and I'm going to quote him if that's okay. If you're, if that's I don't right. care. Okay, so he, he said, my dad cheaped out and got AT&T U-verse, and now we can't watch the NFL network. So he was trying to uh, use my password to, to well, get Well, here's on. the thing. I mean, I you know, he doesn't pay the bills. Comcast is. He said he would give you money. He said, I'll give you $50 <laughs> he, cash. No, he was going to give me $5. He said pay. 50 bucks cash. He said he'd give it to you. No, well, he didn't tell me that. He said that he would pay the $5 for the add-on. I said, Bo, it's not that. I literally cannot. AT&T and the NFL are fighting, so they do not even offer it. Right. Uh, they you can't get it on the DirecTV. You can't get it on AT&T U-verse. Uh, AT&T U-verse, much more economical than the Comcast. Now, yes, you cannot get the NFL network, but can get anything else. So I'm I'm okay not seeing the Jaguar Dolphin Thursday night game of the week. Last week it was a terrible Bengals Browns game. I'm okay with that. Well, I, I mean, okay. I do have to be honest. By the end of our conversation, uh, he had begun to say the word emancipation. So, well, I, 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 that's a little <laughs> no. bit aggressive. I had no. to. I, he I, found I, it on an app on his phone and watched the rest of the game on his phone illegally. And now you are on. You are the target of some North Korean probably. Uh, I'm probably list. Am. okay. But, you know, and the only reason he well, he loves the Dolphins. That's his favorite NFL team. But then, yeah, and they he won. also had Minshew going in his fantasy league, which what a huge mistake. Yes. Also, a mistake made by Dr. Pepper in our fantasy league. Not the best fantasy player. I mean. He just decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Minshew, gonna roll the dice on a Thursday night game, and it did not work out for him. So Dr. Pepper, poor decision on, on his bench. Tom Brady just sitting waiting. I think it was Tom. No, actually no, it was a terrible Carson Wentz. He really needs to. Oh my God. He really needs to rethink his team. Really needs to rethink his team. So Dr. Pepper probably gonna be a loss for you this week. I hate it. Still love you as a person. Yeah. So some good plans going on this weekend. Hopefully, uh, again, the weather's supposed to be nice. So that's what we'll be doing. Uh, Derek, typically we turn to a little bit of local news, local things, or thoughts uh, up on our board this morning. And if you've driven down Mackinville, it's a concern I called you about yesterday. Just to, if you've driven down Mackinville, the Linear Park, uh, such a nice project. Like we have talked about, about a million dollars.
dollar project that the county, I'm sorry, the city uh, was uh, received a grant for, so it did not cost the city anything. Um, so, so that's just a wonderful project. But projects wrapping up currently, uh, and they put a chain link fence, a nice chain link fence down the the edge there at a couple of different spots, obviously where the kids maybe can roll off of the hill or something like that or whatever. But I was a little bit surprised by the chain link fence, Derek. It's been a while since uh, I didn't know that they allowed chain link fence in the city of Hernando anymore. Yeah. I was a bit surprised by that. I, uneducated in that portion of it, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, I think what happened is, is they gave us a million dollars. They ran out of a million dollars. The million dollars was gone. And they contacted the, the they, they contacted the city and said, "Hey, we do you have any money for a fence?" We looked over at the uh, maybe the dog dog catching budget or something like that. We called a, a cousin in from from New Albany or a cousin in from from Batesville or something, and, and he put up a chain link fence. So uh, if you haven't been down Mackinville, just travel down there and uh, check out our our beautiful linear park, pretty. Uh, concrete and stuff and uh, we capped that off with a nice chain link fence to keep the kids from skateboarding off the side but yeah, uh, I, I guess you know you could have gone i guess wrought iron if you had more money I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, like a concrete wall would have looked funny and been dangerous could have bounced you back you know off the sidewalk a uh, guardrail probably wouldn't have been enough so i guess the options are limited but it does look you know it does look a little wanting um so, what, what about one of those things like on um, the roller derby, the old roller derby stuff, where the girls would go over and they'd grab the wall and then they'd, they'd flip act over, like they'd play, act like they were going to flip over? One of those would have been better than that chain link fence. Here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to call the city and try and put up a chain link fence on a property here in town, and I guarantee you, I get turned down. Well, I, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm happy for the linear park. Uh, I, I like to run. I, at some point, we'll, you know, probably get a decent bike and. Go up and down Mackinville. Now that you know, you don't have to jump out of traffic, running up and down those hills right there, trying to dodge traffic. Uh, and so I'm very happy for. It, but I, the chain link fence does a little. It kind of stands out a little bit. Um, so you know, I, I'm not sure. Again, haven't seen the finances for it. And maybe it was always in the plans, and we just didn't know about it. Or maybe, as you said, that you know things got kind of tight, and they had to make a make a change. So, um, hey, anyway. and, ju- and just to tell our listeners, in our pre uh, pre show discussion, you you were you, you vetoed the chain link fence talk, and I have brought that in. So uh, <laughs> so that's that's all on me. That's all on me. Please reach out to the, to me at the under the water tower info at gmail So we're going to move on to some positive news about Olive Branch, Derek. Uh, Olive Branch, recently by Money Magazine, was rated the thirty fifth place best place to live in the U S. Thirty fifth or thirty first. Thirty fifth. Thirty fifth. This was based on cities had to be at least twenty five thousand people in size. So Hernando was not eligible. Several other cities around here would not have been eligible. Uh, Olive Branch above twenty five thousand people rated the thirty fifth best place to live. Uh, again by Money Magazine, and what that's based on, uh, they looked at the housing markets, the cost of living, the diversity, education, health and safety, entertainment options, the weather, and the overall lifestyle. So. Just, you know, congratulations. You know, at one point, I know Olive Branch was the 10th, I think the 10th fastest growing uh, city in the nation for the early and mid-2000s. And now they've been rated the 35th best place to live for cities 25,000 and, and, and greater. So, again, just a great kudos to them, to the mayor, to the aldermen, uh, everybody over there that lives over there for doing all that you do. Uh, and, and just proves, again, you know, not only Olive Branch, but DeSoto County itself is just a great place to live. Yeah, absolutely. You and I lived in Olive Branch for a short time. And congratulations to them for that honor. I know some of the folks over there, the Former mayor, uh, still have a chance to visit with him, uh, Michael, in his new role. Uh, we, we talk about different things, but just a good guy, and I know he uh, loves Olive Branch. And, and congratulations to them, uh, being in the top fifty, a hundred, or, or whatever. Money Magazine, you know, top places to live is just a good thing for our county, of course. Uh, but another good thing is uh, some some big news for a high school in Olive Branch. That's uh, right. That As I said, deal. education was part of the uh, criteria for the thirty-five best places to live, and Center Hill. The high school was recently named a Blue Ribbon School by the U.S. Secretary of Education. A Blue Ribbon School is the top 
honor a school can get. Center Hill was one of four schools in Mississippi and 367 nationwide to receive the honor this year. So, uh, you know, this is um, a great thing. Again, the highest honor that a school can receive, uh, you know, as a whole. And so um, it's, you know, Center Hill is rated an A school, of course, by the state of Mississippi. And they join only two other schools in Mississippi in the, in the last, for what I could find, the last 30 or 40 years have been named Blue Ribbon Schools. Matt, the other two? Center Hill Middle School in 2018. So basically, the kids that went from there to high school kind of kind of went up with it, and they and were able to give the uh, the award for both schools. And Center Hill Elementary in 2009. So Center Hill is the only school to receive a blue ribbon in DeSoto County. And again, the, and that's for both the elementary in 09, the middle school in 18, and the high school in 2020. Center Hill High School, Middle School, and Elementary School located right next to the Blue Ribbon Factory. <laughs> Look, hey, they're turning them out. I guess now that I think about it, I mean, oh, wow, okay, uh, Blue Ribbon uh, distribution place is right next door. No, it's, I mean, I just, again, great job, guys. Great job to the principals, uh, to all the teachers, to the administrator that we know personally over there. We just, uh, you know, just continue doing what you're doing, and doing, doing the, uh, uh, the great thing, just teaching our kids. And, again, just uh, a great a shining star uh, in the public school system in Mississippi. And so, again, congratulations to everybody at Center Hill uh, High School. I've been told by a few Derek, uh, people, Derek, Center Hill may have the best band in DeSoto County. I've not heard that. I'm, I'm not up on my band knowledge, but I know that a lot of the schools in the county have good bands. And so I guess that I don't have competition, though, this year, do they? No competition, no. No competition. So I guess we'll have to wait till next year to see how that plays out. Next, uh, we have local news is that DeSoto County legislatures, Dana Criswell, uh, Steve Hopkins, and Dan Eubanks have joined two others in the state uh, in the state legislature to ask the governor to postpone and decease all COVID-19 orders. So they have actually put together some legislation to go to the governor and say, hey, look, you know, you ask us to flatten the curve out. We've done what we can do. We've worn our mask. And, you know, as after September 30th, which, of course, is when this next round is set to expire, to just let it go to remove all restrictions, open everything else back up. You can encourage masks but not require it. They are putting that together. Again, you know, it's only five of you know a couple hundred, so not sure how far it will go. Not sure you know, if the governor will respond. We'll find out, I guess, you know, Thursday next week when the new, or Wednesday or Thursday when these orders expire. Anyway, kind of pay attention to that. But, again, they three legislators from DeSoto County – uh, are part of the push to remove all restrictions for the uh, COVID-19. Hasn't Governor Reeves been a little bit more aggressive over the? I mean, the last 30 days has begun to be more progressive in in, in you know 25% capacity, 50% capacity. Uh, you know, mask is not mandated; it's 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 recommended and that type of stuff. So I guess I'm a little bit confused on on doing this. To he's kind of going in that direction anyway. He is. I think they're just saying let the 30th be it. Like in other words. Don't say 75%, have you know, no more restrictions for restaurants, just basically it's normal. I mean, they, they would, I, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know <laughs> if it's no restrictions. I don't know, you know what the gov- how the government would actually phrase it, but that's what they're asking to do is basically look like it looked on February 1st this year, not you know, May 1st of this year. Do you think they could mix in possibly uh, we, we, we'd be done with masks, but maybe put a moratorium or an ending to chain link fences? Is that <laughs> a possibility? Fences. Not n- <laughs> just, just all over the chain link fences. I know. Podcast brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street, right here in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Business cards, banners, screen printing for T-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and T-shirt needs. Whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion or church group, the ladies at the Print House can help. 
Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105. That's 662-298-3105. Or find them online at theprinthousems.com or on Facebook at theprinthousems.com. Podcast also brought to you by Precision Services, also located in Hernando. Whether you're a real estate flipper or a homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations. With over 20 years' experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business, Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. Mention the podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's 662-469-4189 for any residential or commercial renovation project. Let's remind everybody what we teased a little bit on Tuesday. Uh, we are in the process of working with uh, – thank you for these to these advertisers for believing in this and, uh, and working with us to – to uh, hopefully grow their business and, and tell the people of Hernando and DeSoto County more about their business. But we are uh, in line to have a um, presenting sponsor that should start next Friday, which next Friday's show would, uh, would be October 1st, correct, or October 2nd? October 2nd would be yeah, Friday. Yeah, October 2nd. So next Friday's show uh, will be the unveiling of a pre- presenting sponsor, and we appreciate them believing in us and appreciate them uh, putting their – their opportunities and our advertising dollars behind us. So we look forward to announcing that next week. Uh, also, Derek, next week we will have a um, gentleman running for school board. Charles Barton will be coming in, uh, interviewing with us, and that'll be on next Tuesday's show. So uh, we're going to tease that a little bit. We will interview Mr. Barton, who's running for uh, the school board seat that's available right here in Hernando, uh, one of three candidates, and we hope to get the other two candidates on sometime soon. They certainly have that ability or have that opportunity. Uh, if they can reach out to us at under the water tower info, that's under the water tower info at gmail.com yes they can do that or also reach out to us personally if you know us personally we'll be happy to set those up again the election these are all elections that will be happening on november 3rd all part of the ballot that we encouraged uh, everybody to go to and click on our facebook page a couple weeks ago to see a sample ballot other things going on in the area uh, a couple things we uh, about two or three reminders we want to make you aware of or to remind you of the noah's 5k remember it was virtual this year from september 1st through september 30th September 30th is next Wednesday. So if you want to be part of that 5K, you need to go to the Noah's, 5, uh, Noah's, Noah's Gift 5K website, register, uh, pay your money, you'll get a t-shirt, and then just at some point log your 5K time in with some type of proof, a photo of your watch, a photo of the app that you use, and be able to log that in uh, by next Wednesday, uh, I guess by midnight on, on Wednesday the 30th. Go ahead and get that in. So that's the NOAA's virtual 5K to, again, to end next Wednesday. The next reminder is the Water Tower 10K. This is in-person 10K. The Water Tower 10K will be uh, September, excuse me, October the 10th at 8 a.m., October the 10th at 8 a.m., all just off the square of Hernando. It'll be a, a beautiful 10K course. It should be great weather, uh, good, cool weather. I think it's going to be next 10 days, Matt, 70s and 50s. Oh, yeah. So it should be fantastic weather for this run. So go ahead and please sign up. Of course, all of the proceeds go to the Dolly Parton Foundation uh, for the early reading that she does. And we're just you know very grateful for that foundation, very grateful for the number of books that DeSoto County residents have received. Uh, and again, it will be in person. So if you're looking for that in-person race, of course, they will social distance. They'll make sure they'll, you know, you start kind of spread out. Uh, but once you get going, of course, you're running, you're outside, you know, hopefully you're not around anybody too long because you're either passing them or being passed. Uh, but it should be a great race. And it, it always is. And, and the, the awards are fantastic. They're homemade pottery 
from local artist in Hernando. And then, of course, you've got the great uh, pr- uh, post-race party with pizza, donuts, beer, uh, wine, uh, just all kind of things in the, in the courtyard behind AC. So, again, Water Tower 10K, October 10th at 8 a.m. Please register now. Also coming up at the end of October is the Crew Boo Fun Run. Crew inaugural. Fun, the inaugural Crew Boo Fun Run. This is the crew of Hernando is putting together a one-mile fun run for the kids in the area. This is, uh, we encourage them. This is going to be sometime that Saturday morning with more details to come, but it'll be Saturday morning. It'll be starting at the track in Hernando. And basically we're going to encourage the kids to dress up in their costumes that they will wear that night. Uh, have them run a mile, walk a mile, stroll a mile, you know, ride a bike a mile, whatever they want to do, but get a mile in, have their parents join them. And then we're going to have just a, a great outdoor activities uh, for them uh, out there. So again, the crew boo fun run and now there will be t-shirts for sale. It'll be $25 for a single runner or single uh, child or $40 for a family. So again, this will and that will include one t-shirt if you register for the one runner and then two t-shirts if you register for a family. And so again, just really looking forward to that. Again, this is an inaugural thing and uh, all the proceeds will go to the many different charities that uh, the crew of Hernando does, teacher grants, uh, the youth villages, to the libraries, and to other things, uh, again, that the crew of Hernando donates to. So we just really appreciate them putting that on and look forward to the first event this year. Yeah, that's a, a new event that we're working on uh, with the crew of Hernando Derek Gentlemen brought it up in June. Uh, kind of brought up, hey, have we ever done uh, some type of a this, this, and that? With about 30 seconds, we pointed at him and said, oh, we we haven't, but that's a good idea, and you're running it. So um, that gentleman knows who he is, so I hope he listens to the podcast. I'll certainly remind him to or let him know he got a shout-out. But, uh, I mean, you know, Derek, something you and I have pushed uh, with that group is, is trying to push people into leadership, into opportunities, and not talk about doing something, but step up and do something. Put your money again where your mouth is, and, and let's get to work. And I just, well, I just want to remember – I think I said it, and again, I, I don't want to backtrack and try to find it. It is on Halloween Day, Correct. October 31st, Saturday morning. Again, t- it'll probably be around 9, but again, time to come, and you'll start seeing flyers, you know, Facebook posts around town. Yeah, and it's gonna, yeah, you'll start getting seeing all the, um, all the advertisements. But again, I, we feel like it's going to be a neat event. Halloween happens to be on a Saturday this, this year, which is pretty neat. So, so we're looking forward to having just, I mean, you know, how it is, Derek, in today's world, opportunities, Instagram, Facebook, all those type things for costumes and stuff. And you may not wear your costume that you're going to wear that night or the, your, your child's costume. I don't know if you would show up in a costume, but, but it's a good opportunity for them to get out Hopefully the weather will be good and, and a lot of fun pictures and, and stuff because Halloween uh, night on that Saturday, that it'll be dark, 515. So good opportunity for, for pics and, and memory-making uh, things there. Yeah, and again, we assume that Halloween's in full force. Uh, I know my neighborhood has talked about it being in full force. Uh, you know, unless there's citywide restrictions. So, again, I'm sure there'll be more of that, you know, coming up, uh, being announced. But uh, just going to be a great event. Speaking of making memories, the podcast is brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. That number is 901-486-1702. That's 901-486-1702. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Facebook and Instagram, Magical Destinations Unlimited for Magical Destinations of Hernando. Well, time that week to start talk about sports. We'll yes, start. Uh, SEC football starts this weekend, and I think everybody's excited for that. I think it just announced yesterday all conferences are back in play. So we went from you know just ACC, SEC, 
Big 12 in the main conferences, uh, AAC, of course, and a couple other small ones were playing. Till then, Big 10 decided they wanted to play. The Pac-12 started talking about it. Now it's the MAC, the Mountain West. Everybody's wide open, ready to go. Right. I mean, in the Pac-12 announcing, I think starting November 7th, leaves them, themselves no room for any issues. Championship game, uh, December 19th. December 19th. The, the night before they pick the playoffs. So and that's, then, yeah, they're going to get seven games in, so that will allow them to count toward a possible playoff team. It's really interesting, Derek. I mean, if you got a ten and one, nine and two SEC school who battled a, a full thing, are you going to take a six and zero, seven and zero Oregon team to go in the playoffs? My vote's no. Um, I just think that's the kind of the, the way it needs to work this year. I don't think they, um, the Pac-12 typically isn't even in the college football playoff here lately, last five years. So I mean, I don't even think about that. I mean, getting seven games, so they're champion at seven and zero, six and one with a, with a trophy. I don't believe should be in the college football playoff against the SEC teams who. Uh, who would have played four or five more games, you know, arguably in a, in a more difficult conference. So, um, you know, I'm glad they're all back. You and I have talked about it on air and off air numerous times. The college experience uh, for these kids uh, needs to be, you know, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be fun. And, um, you know, the numbers are showing good things. The uh, efforts are showing good things. We talked about it two weeks ago on the podcast. Follow the money. A little bit here, guys. I mean, you know, don't just have your head in the sand. If you think this isn't about, uh, wow, we have an opportunity maybe to grab, take care of those uh, TV contracts and, and get paid those dollar bills, wake up. Looking forward to it. No, so, and the SEC starts. So, of course, that probably the, the most followed conference around here. As mentioned before, I will be at the Ole Miss game tomorrow. Um, Ole Miss is taking on Florida for the first game. All the SEC teams have tough schedules this year. There will only be, be 10 games, all SEC teams. So there are no cupcakes this year, Vanderbilt aside. We will you know, kind of look at it each week. We're only going to take probably a couple teams each week, and we'll start with the most obvious that we'll make our picks. First being Ole Miss versus Florida. So Florida coming to Ole Miss. Florida team had a great year last year. Uh, Mullen's done a great job of coaching them, you know, kind of coaching them up and being able to get the most, especially out of his quarterback, Trask. I look for them to come in here. I look for Ole Miss to be spunky. I look for a couple of probably, I'm not saying trick plays, but just, you know, they don't really know what to expect. They probably watched the Wayne Kiffin tapes from the past, but you've got different personnel. And I think Ole Miss is going to really have a good offense this year. I think that we'll be able to put up some points, maybe 28 a game, maybe 31 a game. The problem is I don't see us stopping anybody. Right. <laughs> so probably giving up 35 a game, 40 a game. Uh, so, you know, I think it's going to be a, a have to be a shootout. Uh, I think for all, the Ole Miss to have any kind of chance to win, maybe have a couple turnovers, but I just don't see it happening tomorrow. Uh, I do. I think the Gators will come right with the victory. Well, I think the Gators are going to have – Dan Mullen is a, a very good coach. I mean, we could sit here. Fans of the podcast, uh, of our podcast, or certainly fans of Ole Miss and Mississippi State can argue about that all day long, but Dan Mullen is a good coach. And uh, Dan Mullen is going to bring the Gators into Oxford tomorrow. You're going to – you have more consistency. You've got a coach that's been in place for a little while. I think Lane Kiffin, uh, I, I really do think, is, is, is going to do big things at Ole Miss. I think he has an opportunity to. Uh, but tomorrow, it, it's going to be kids that had no spring. It's going to be kids that uh, are, are playing in their first – football game under this new coaching staff I think the consistency of Florida um, you know just being able to have their the same coaches they had last year the plays all that kind of stuff guys it just makes a big difference hard fault uh, but I think Florida will probably beat Ole Miss tomorrow yeah but hey at the end of the day we're, we're playing football we're playing the football. SEC stands it doesn't matter who wins just play the games like you said other than Vanderbilt and Arkansas which I mean, it should be dreadful. Uh, I, th I think anything all season with all these teams is going to be okay again 82 degrees tomorrow sunny going to be a fantastic weather at least in Oxford and you know we're really looking forward to that next game of course is the uh, Mississippi State traveling to LSU 
This is going to be, again, uh, another brand-new coach, brand-new system. Uh, I, I think, you know, Leach obviously is known for his offense. I don't think it's going to be any different this year or, or years to, going forward. But also, as in uh, as we kind of mentioned with uh, Ole Miss, well, you have to see what his defense is. Now, I think the state currently on the uh, roster has better defense than Ole Miss. I mean, the actual players they currently have, I would rate over – Ole Miss's defensive players. However, Mike Leach, we've seen him blow 30-point leads in the second half in the Pac-12. Right. So I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, LSU, of course, lost well 15 people starters, or excuse me, 15 players off of last year's rosters are now in the NFL. I think they only have bring two returning starters back. Now I'm not saying they had that, some kids opt out. Chase opted yeah, out, their best right. receiver. Blitnikoff winner opted out, and then maybe and then their best lineman opted out as well. And so, again, if any other team that says – maybe outside of Alabama that says they 15 went to the NFL and then they only have two returning starters would cause a lot of concern. I think LSU is concerned. But I also think that, you know, their two and three deep are four and five stars, whereas other teams two and three deep are two and three stars. So I do expect these kids to be excited to play. Uh, they, are, they do have a continuous coaching staff. I do think it's going to be close. Uh, I have not looked at the line, so I have no idea what that is. But I do think that LSU uh, comes away with a victory, I'm thinking, in the 7- to 10-point range. But I do think State will hang close. I do think that – because I do think Leach has a good offense. And I don't think that – you know, the SEC defenses haven't played this type of defense uh, – excuse me, offense in a while. Right. And so I think that until you see it on film, what these players at State can do, I think it's going to give a little trouble to the first couple of teams that State plays. And so I do expect this to be a close game. Right, and so Mississippi State fans that listen to the podcast, which we know there are many, get ready for your games to take longer than they used to. In the passing office, Mike Leach is they're going to throw it around. They're going to not necessarily a fast-paced offense as much as it is a passing offense. And so incomplete passes, they're going three and out fairly quickly sometimes. Those type of things. Get ready for those games. It's not a, a you know definitely not three four yards in a cloud of dust. Absolutely. So uh, we'll talk more about running games here shortly in the in the high school ranks. Uh, one particular team that's strong in running. But so that's kind of what I was thinking, Derek. All the Mississippi State's best players, I don't think necessarily are are what Mike Leach or you know are in his system. You know, does, does that yet. make sense? Not yet. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. So the talent they have right now doesn't go necessarily for his uh, his particular offense. Uh, they may get there or get there in several years or with recruiting or whatever. But uh, at this particular time, I, I just think it's going to be tough for him. LSU loses a ton, but. They keep their consistency uh, with the, their backup quarterback, who's who's been in the offense now. Good Lord, Mississippi kid, four years. Four years. Uh, Miles Brennan, yeah. So I, I think LSU, LSU just seems to beat Mississippi State, man. Period. I mean, they I, really, I they really do. They, yeah. ever, ever, ever since I was a kid, uh, it's been that way. But I really feel uh, – I'm picking LSU to win that one. The only thing that I guess I'm a little upset about this, I wish they were playing this game starting about 9 o'clock at night, the old Pac-12. Mike Leach, love, I used to love going to bed on what Saturday night. Uh, I have to go back and look. I know it's not 9, 9 p.m. Uh, but I, I used to love watching uh, you know, Washington State come on at 9 o'clock on ESPN, the Pac-12 at night, right before you went to bed. You'd fall asleep. And, you know, Mike Leach's team would be up 30-7 to seven in the second quarter. And then you wake up the next day and they lost 65-63. Yep. You know, just, again, I would have loved to have been able to stay up for those games till 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. Uh, anyway, I think it's going to be good. And, again, I, I'm excited. I, you know, now we have Dion going to Jackson State. Just the coaches in Mississippi right now are very exciting. I think it's, it's really going to lend a lot to a season that would otherwise, you know, just be kind of drab with the, you know, the lack of fans and that sort of thing. I, I just – I'm really excited about the coaches and to see what this, uh, what everything looks like tomorrow. Right, and and not sure how many Jackson State fans we might have listening to our podcast right now, but we are excited. I like primetime, I always have. 
uh, as a player and then as a commentator. I, I like his uh, his swagger. So what he brings to Jackson State is going to be pretty neat. Kind of worried about him putting in the 80-hour weeks, though. I just don't know if that's yeah. uh, his style. It wasn't his style as a player. I don't know if it's going to be his style as a coach either. But, again, congratulations to them for definitely a, a, a big-name hire to bring what HBCU schools need, which is uh, – you know, people looking at their schools, people looking at their their programs. And, and you, may, you know, with everything going on, you may see more high profile players Correct. pick the HBC. I mean, because they, they can had get one to in the basketball. NFL. They had yeah. one in basketball. I think he's Howard. I think he picked yeah, Howard. He picked Howard. And so, you know, if it was a four star basketball player that picked Howard. I, personally, I, th- I think it would be great. Um, I, you know, we Jackson State has a long, rich history. Uh, of course, Grambling has a long, rich history. Alcorn State has a long, rich history. And I, I just think that it would be good for those schools to get you know some of the local players. Uh, and be able to have somebody like uh, Deion Sanders coach him. I don't know what kind of coach he's going to be, to be honest. I-, I think he's more of a recruiter, more of a marketing guy, and you know, see him as being a great thing for the city of Jackson. I- I- undeniably, right. I-, I think it's going to be a great hire. I just don't know what the product's going to look like you know, once he gets the talent on the field, but we'll see. And that's all we can do is they'll give him some time. Again, it, it, like you said, he may be more of an ambassador for the university type thing to, to bring eyes and uh, opportunities for media, opportunities uh, there to come to Jackson State and, and take a look. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Turning now to the high school ranks, Derek, which is what we talk, we love to talk about on Tuesdays and Fridays, especially the high school ranks. Derek, I've, I've been getting a lot of texts and people stopping me, uh, you know, whether it be in the grocery store or something like that, saying how much they enjoy us talking about high school football and thanking us for that. A lot of uh, the people we know, you know, have an opportunity to hear their son's name uh, called or, or anybody that just recognizes stuff. Because, again, coverage of the Mississippi high school football is especially in DeSoto County, is, is, is rare. Coming out of Shelby County is, is pretty uh, interesting, um, <laughs> to say the least. Again, they only come to – I only see a, a news news truck if there's something negative going on. So uh, that's not really our style. But let's start with the first team, like we usually do each and every week, right here under the water tower, the Hernando Tigers. Hernando went against us last week and, and, and won their game down in New Albany. We both picked New Albany, uh, mainly a, a, a show-me-something pick, and they sure did with 59 points. But Hernando travels uh, against Tupelo going to be a divisional game travels over to Tupelo the Tupelo Golden Wave with a record of 1 and 2 on the year uh, already having two losses but again like like we said off air Derek the Tupelo's lost to a couple of good teams so That's 1 and 2 Hernando I've seen them play Tupelo before Tupelo's just a I mean it's like a junior college man the number of kids largest high school I believe in the state of Mississippi and so what they have to pull from is tremendous uh, they've got about 2000 kids whereas we have about 1200 so having an extra 800 kids to pull from can definitely improve your football team so I've got to go with the Golden Wave again tonight. I agree. I'm going to go with Tupelo, too. I think that Hernando did show us something yesterday, able to put up points. Last week, excuse me, able to put up points. But I think that uh, Tupelo has played tougher teams. I think they're traveling to Tupelo. Uh, If it was in Hernando, maybe a little closer. You know, Hernando obviously played South Panola pretty close first game of the season. But uh, just based on the, the, the past between these schools, the talent being roughly the same as last year, uh, I'm going to go Tupelo. Yeah, I agree. I think Hernando may actually be missing a couple of their bigger players as well. So, you know, certainly good luck tonight, guys. I mean, Under the Water Tower podcast loves the Hernando Tigers, and certainly, I mean, you are our hometown team for where we record. So we wish you nothing but the best traveling down 78 tonight. Up next, we go across the county. We usually start off on the east side of the county, Derek, with Center Hill, but they happen to play the west side county team tonight, too. Center Hill Mustangs. Center, Center Hill at Lake Cormorant. Okay, so the buses are heading this uh, heading west. So Center Hill at Lake Cormorant. Center Hill 2-1, and Lake Cormorant 2-0. and Two good football teams. Um, all fair, Derek, you and I have talked about this, uh, but it looks like we're going separate ways. I'm picking Center Hill to win the game tonight. Derek, you are? Well, Lake Cormoran. I'm on the Gators. Uh, they, they're top of the table right now in division. This is a divisional game. Division uh, five – excuse me, uh, class five, division one. 
Uh, and this is uh, like Cormorant, been strong every year. I, just, I think I said the first time we did the preview, five, last five years they've been in the playoffs. I think they just keep reloading every year. I think they're you know a solid second round playoff team every year. So I just think that with that, the uh, coaching staff still intact. Center Hill having to go over there. I like the Gators. Yeah, I had the opportunity last night to uh, call or do the announcement for the Hernando Middle School Tiger game against Lake Cormorant. And let me tell you, some of those boys for the Gators, they could be on the high school football team now. So they could definitely be. They had some good players last night. Just a hard fought 28 22 victory for the Tigers. Uh, tried to give it away at the end. Uh, Derek, very interesting game. To, uh, held on a fourth and goal from the 20 yard line on the last play of the game last night to win that one. So, a uh, very interesting game. But, again, I picked Center Hill tonight. Derek's taking the Gators. So, that's one of our first times this season that we've uh, been opposite of each other. So, we'll see how that goes. But uh, good luck to these kids tonight. Big game, Central DeSoto County. Massive game, rivalry right there. Olive Branch Conquistadors at 3-0, and playing the D.C. Jags. D.C. Jags come in with a record of 2-1. and uh, D.C. Jags, you know, decent offensively so far as what we've seen. Uh, you know, averaging somewhere in the teens maybe uh, as far as, uh, you know, points scored. Uh, their receiver uh, – that we talk about each and every week, the Tittenwa. I think Brandon Tittenwa is, is our uh, kind of Branson, Branson, Branson Tittenwa, our DC player of uh, of that we, we we highlight just because he has such a good name, but uh, definitely a good player for them. Ala Branch three and zero. Ala Branch runs the ball, which means what? Eat the clock, shorten the game. Keep Titten Wild on the sidelines. I'm going to Olive Branch big tonight. All right, I, I, as you said, Olive Branch three and zero. of Central two and one. This is their first district game. This is a uh, 6A Region 1 game. So this is the, the first uh, start counting toward the playoffs. Uh, Olive Branch uh, leads this series 10-3. to 3. Uh, So they do have the overall lead in the series. Uh, Olive Branch has you know, done a great job, as you said, running the ball. They had over 400 yards rushing last week. Uh, they uh, – 48 yards, excuse me, 48 carries for 446 yards, led by Cameron Ford with 234 yards. And uh, then both Traylon Oliver and Trey Phillips also had over 70 yards each and both found the end zone. Uh, again, as you said, not much passing, but they do really like to pound the ball, have a great offensive line. So look forward to that. DeSoto Central, they have quarterback Jason Curry. He's leading the team. Uh, they're running backs. They're led by Richard Coleman and Marquise Fields. And as you said, the wide receiver, uh, Branson Tittenwa. I think that they will be able to put up you know, some points. Olive Branch you know, did give up 20 points last week to Cleveland Central. I think that DeSoto Central is a better team than Cleveland Central. And so I, I do expect this to be probably a closer game than, than you may believe. Uh, but I still think that the Conquistadors win and go to 4-0 and on the season, 1-0 and in the district. I'm just going to be very aggressive on this one. I just think Olive Branch runs the ball tremendously well. They keep the ball away from D.C. I think it's going to be really one-sided in the center of the, the county tonight. Um, next up, Oxford Chargers playing the South Haven Chargers tonight in South Haven. So Oxford Chargers come north this uh, tonight for a big game. Um, not a conference, not a regional game. South Haven 6A, Oxford's 5A. So uh, not a regional game, but still a, a very strong two programs uh, playing one another. Oxford 2-0, South Haven 1-1. South Haven coming off a loss to Bartlett last week, 27-0. Derek gave you the stats on Tuesday. Really tried to throw the ball a ton, uh, which is what South Haven does, and they they got behind and had to throw a lot. So I had to, I had a couple of pick sixes last week, had a um, maybe a kick off return that type stuff so South Haven's gotten a button got a button up a little bit against a, a good Oxford team that's just disciplined they just kind of uh, you know David Cutcliffe's son is still the coach right I believe so yes. yeah David Cutcliffe's son is still the coach there at the high school well I will but first of all I do need to correct you Oxford has been moved up they are 6a oh Oxford's with this, us this, now yes this okay. is a district game okay. uh Oxford Lafayette still is 5a but um Oxford is 6a so this wow. is the first district game uh between South Haven uh, and Oxford. So basically, all the district's getting started this week is what it looks like. Uh, the what South Haven, of course, has a great wide open receivers. We've talked about them before. 
uh, and you know they're continuing on. And you know, they were unsuccessful last week against Bartlett. They were held, as we mentioned, I think four times in the red zone. Came away with zero points. A couple of costly turnovers. You know, gave away the opening kickoff that they fumbled and, and was returned for a touchdown. So again, not a great start last week. Uh, I, I do think that South Haven will increase that. But you know, even with the good wide receivers, Oxford's led by a linebacker, Tristan Shorter, uh, being looked at. Uh, by a couple schools. Uh, he's number six, I believe, a linebacker. Uh, he leads the team with 14 tackles, has one interception for a touchdown, and I, and I think about four or five pass breakups. So, again, they've got a, a pretty good defense in Oxford. Uh, they always have a great team. Uh, as, you, as you mentioned, we, we do have a, uh, an in-law uh, that coaches for the team. And so uh, just really looking forward to this matchup, uh, looking forward to see what Isaiah can do for South Haven uh, against uh, this linebacker and against the, uh, the defensive backs they have. South Haven can keep the mistakes down. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm probably going to lean Oxford, maybe kind of like what I said about the uh, state LSU game, maybe a 7-10 to 10 point game, leaning that way. But I, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. Very well played right there, very easy play. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're both taking the Chargers there. Um, we'll let you figure out which one we think is going to win, and we'll go from there. We're going to take the easy victory maybe there. Uh, up next, Lewisburg playing Horn Lake. Uh, again, county robbery, uh, so easy travel. Um, taking Lewisburg, Lewisburg two and one on the season. Uh, Horn Lake is struggling, man. Zero and two on the season with uh, so they're they're really uh, not putting a very good product on the field right now. So Lewisburg is is my pick for tonight. I think the Patriots can get it done for sure against the Eagles. Uh, Lewisburg has a, a good offense, a good steady offense. According to my son, one of the best kickers in the country. I was unaware of that, mm-hmm. so something to look into. But uh, yeah, I'm taking Lewisburg to move to three and one uh, on the season against the Horn Lake Eagles, and Horn Lake continue to struggle at zero and two. I look for them to go 0-39. Coach Harbaugh at Horn Lake, I know he's doing a good job trying to coach the boys up, and he knew he had a, a rebuilding season coming into this year after coming off the championship a couple of years ago. And You know, again, comes in cycles, as we've mentioned before. Uh, Lewisburg's, you know, getting better. Started off, uh, you know, kind of slow, but now they're up to 2-1. and one. Coach Gerke is, is, you know, slowly bringing the boys along. I think that, you know, Horn Lake traveling to Lewisburg. You know, Lewisburg has led uh, their quarterback 28 uh, passes for 211 yards and a TD. You got Miles Smith, their running back, who has 45 rushes for 374 yards and three TDs on the season. You got Blake Speed, the other running back, 18 carries for 232 yards and four TDs. The wide receivers are Dellis Delishmit. He's got three receptions for 60. Double D. Double, Double D. D. Uh, Coleman Dowell, uh, two receptions for 25 yards, but a touchdown is one of those receptions. The defense is uh, led by Josh Pack. Now listen to this. Josh Pack, 23 tackles, 17 solo, and four for loss. So just, uh, you know, on the defensive side, and also led by Ledger Carroll, who has 20 tackles, 16 of those solo. Sounds like uh, sounds like one game for me in high school. What did you say, 22 tackles? Tw- 23 yeah, tackles. 23, that's one game Yeah, in 17 high solo, four for loss, yeah. Yeah, Matt. You know, I played free safety one season. I was I, I was I was a roamer back there. Yeah, I was I was the John Lynch of my uh, high school team. We dressed out twenty seven kids, <laughs> and in three A school. So again, Josh Pat Ledger Carroll leading that defense. So again, I, based on you know what's been doing, how the season's gone so far, based on them going to Lewisburg. I think it's going to be a rough night for Horn Lake. I see Lewisburg big. Pat's uh, big over the Eagles. Uh, let's turn our, our sights on the the private school um, private school teams we we cover. North Point right there, Central DeSoto County and South Haven. Got to go on the road tonight, Derek. As we've talked about a couple of times, uh, no bus rides for the uh, private school teams right now. Uh, heading up, got Derek's got to leave about three thirty to head up to Brighton uh, to to take his son up there. And and North Point one and one on the season. If you listen to the podcast, you know they had to take a couple of weeks off and uh, had a, a reentry last week. That was that was tough. Uh, against the ECS Eagles. 
Travel up to Brighton. Brighton's uh, so far has a losing record, a uh, public school team in uh, West Tennessee, but a losing record, two and three on the season, the Brighton Cardinals. You're picking – well, I'll let you pick your own pick, but I, I'm going to go with the Brighton Cardinals again tonight, Derek. They've played five games. They've got more on film. I just feel like Brighton, uh, Brighton's going to be a bit tougher tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I've got to go with the Brighton Cardinals over the North Point Trojans. Again, our, our second time this week that we're going to go uh, against each other. So uh, I will be going against you, Matt. I think that North Point, again, one-on-one, led by quarterback Hudson Brown, running back uh, Jackson Thompson, the wide receivers Cooper McCoy, Christian Gilliland, uh, and James Smith. And on defense, they're led Chris Gilliland. Uh, just a, a great defensive lineman. Connor McNatt really having a great year at linebacker. And I, I think that North Point, you know, the game was 40-12 to 12 last week. Just eight or nine crucial drop passes. Not We're not talking about you know 20 yards down the field, hard catch passes. These were seven yards, move the chains, easy type catches that just weren't made. And I think it was because you know two weeks off, you know, two weeks without practice also, just kind of shaking the rust. I think the rust got shaken off. I think they got hit last week. Got woken up, you know, ECS, again, defending state champions. And, you know, North Point, I think it was a good – not a best time to play that team, obviously, but I think a good team to play because it really – I mean, they, they're hitting you. They were, you know, putting – and I think that it got you quicker than if you would have played maybe a, a cupcake to not really see where you are. So I do expect North Point to rebound. I expect them to go uh, up there. I think they'll be able to score some points, minimize the mistakes, and I do see them getting the victory over Brighton Cardinals. Good luck to the, to the North Point Trojans tonight. Traveling uh, north of Shelby County uh, in the West Tennessee. But uh, good luck to you tonight. Last game, Magnolia Heights playing Bio Academy. Uh, I've heard Bayou, I've heard Bio, I've, I've heard a number of different things. But uh, Magnolia Heights, 3 and 2 on the season. The Chiefs travel, or, or maybe travel, I don't exactly know, but play Bayou Academy also 3 and 2. So uh, it's a divisional game playing against one another. So um, I'm taking the Magnolia Heights uh, Chiefs. They started out 2 and 0, oh, two game losing streak, rebounded last week. They can put up some points period. They can put up some points. If they'll focus on that offense and get it done, I, I'm, I'm taking the Magnolia Heights Chiefs to move to 4-2. and two. The song says, Son of a Gun will have good fun on the bio, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there bio. Go. Uh, bio Academy, and again, Magnolia Heights, just a great offensive season. Uh, you know, defensive, unfortunately, has given up some points in a couple games, but uh, the quarterback, Kirby, 141 for 12-84, 10 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. Uh, Thompson, the running back, 17 carries for 156. Wide receiver field, 17 receptions for 290 yards, five touchdowns. And their defense is led by Woods with 39 tackles, 39 tackles on the season, 29 solo, and six tackles for a loss. They're on the field a lot, and he's making a lot of the plays. Well, they're so, on the field because they throw the ball. Yeah, they throw the you know ball, and so you know they, they score pretty quickly. And, again, right. almost 1,300 yards in passing offense in five games is just – for high school is just is, is awesome. Uh, and I do think that they'll be able to put up some points tonight. I think Bayou is, is going to be a good team. I think this is one of those where, you know, they played Heritage and we thought they were going to go down at 2-0 and beat Heritage, and they, they got beat by about 14. And I think Bayou is going to be that type of team. I think they, you know, uh, are going to kind of put up much better uh, put up a much better fight than the Lee Academy Colts, uh, Bayou Academy also being the Colts. Uh, but I do think that Magnolia Heights comes away with a victory, so I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think uh, Chiefs tonight, uh, I think Chiefs kind of big. If you can get the throw in the passing offense down, I won't say keep the other team off the field because it's hard to do with a passing offense, but if you can get all, all cylinders uh, firing there, uh, you're going to be uh, do some damage. But, Derek, moving on. Uh, so, again, we're picking Tupelo to beat Hernando, split up on Center Hill and Lake Comrant, Olive Branch to beat the, t- the Jags, the Chargers to beat the Chargers, uh, Oxford versus South Haven, 
Lewisburg Patriots to beat the Eagles. We split up on North Point and Brighton there. Uh, and then Magnolia Heights we agree on to beat the Bayou Academy Colts tonight. So we'll see. Good luck to all you kids. Enjoy every second of it. We say it every Friday. Enjoy every second of Friday night football, guys. Uh, good luck to you and administrators and coaches. Thank you for what you're doing, pouring into these young people from the UTW podcast. But, Derek, moving on to a quick way, uh, a quick segment here. Uh, what most people's favorite Friday part of the show is – the Mascot Battle Royale. Mascot Battle Royale. Going to pick three games this week, guys. Uh, so we've talked about it off air, Derek. The Mustangs for Center Hill, we rarely see them ever be able to uh, to possibly get a win. I don't think they're going to get it tonight. I think if you put a Gator in the cage with a Mustang, it's a slow avoiding, but at the end, the Gator's going to crush the Mustang. It is. I mean, the Mustang may try to Run hoof, around, it, hoof it, hoof it, <laughs> jump it, hoof it. Maybe if it knows what it's doing, maybe try to smack it in the head with the hoof. But I think at some point the gator just waits it out. At some point the horse has to sleep. It's yep. over. No, it's over. It's a gator. It's so over. when the horse is uh, finally sleeping, and it's sleep and it sleeps standing up. That's so right. it sleeps standing up. So it's, it's over. Exactly. Uh, next game: Charger versus Charger. Oxford versus South Haven. Guys, we don't even know what a Charger is. We struggle with that. Oxford has a lightning bolt in their big O. South Haven has a lightning bolt uh, type situation with with there. So we don't even know what a Charger is. I know there's a Dodge Charger. I know that's the Dodge. Dodge that's a, it's a good car. Yeah, a Dodge car. Charger. And then the main thing, uh, the, the I don't know, if, Derek. Do you hear the word Charger a million times in your house? Like, where's my phone charger? Chargers, yes. Unbelievable. The word charger is in my house. Not, yeah, I, oh, it's, it's amazing. Until you just said that, yeah, now I have nightmares. Oh, it's it's nothing but charger everywhere. Where's my phone charger? Did you take my charger? Do you have my charger? Do you have a charger? It's nonstop. We're taking the chargers. We don't even know how to compare that one, but we're taking the chargers. Last chargers. one. North Point Trojans play the Brighton Cardinals. Easy pick for us, Derek. Trojan over the Cardinal all the time. Again, the Cardinal. It's a wow. Bird. Just yeah. a weak bird. I mean, again, Horn Lake, you need to play Brighton. Because the eagle would beat the cardinal. That's right. Basically, I don't. Cardinals are the meekest mascot there could be. It's going to have to be a Trojan. Absolutely, you got to go Trojans over the Cardinals in, in some way. Put them in a cage. It's a miserable time. There's no, way, I mean, yeah, a, there's no way. There's no way. Great bird, cute bird, yeah. beautiful bird to see outside eating the bird seed in the yard. Not a fighter. No, not a fighter. Definitely a lover, I would assume, the Cardinal there. Trojan over the Cardinal in the mascot battle royale every day, all day. If you're enjoying what you're hearing each and every week on the UTW Podcast, be sure and look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast. That's Facebook at UTW Podcast. Same thing on Instagram at UTW Podcast. And on Twitter, UTW Pod. That's Twitter, UTW Pod. Most importantly, listeners of the podcast, go to your podcast provider and hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button so you'll know each and every time on Tuesdays and Fridays, release our shows so you can keep up with us there. I get a lot of people saying, how do we do that? How do we do that? Go to your podcast provider right there on our show. It's going to say subscribe. Click on the button. It automatically does it for you. It helps us with advertisers. It helps us uh, when we're discussing um, you know, marketing plans and plans for the future for the UTW podcast. Definitely growing each and every week. We see the numbers, uh, Derek, and, and certainly enjoying the show. But I think, Derek, the, the, the most fun I have is when somebody sees me at church or they, they see something and they just bring up something funny we said on the uh, on the podcast. So I'm really uh, enjoying that. And last thing we forgot to mention at the uh, the first part, the UTW podcast recorded each and every week live at the Mid-South Vans Studios. Mid-South Vans located in Hernando. Mid-South Vans has been open for five years now. Mid-South Vans can help with any daily, weekly, or monthly rental of a passenger van you might have. Whether it's looking at Christmas lights at Christmas time or taking your youth trip uh, on a weekend or, or summer trip. I know the summer was very difficult for the, with the uh, pandemic, but uh, we're definitely uh, available and ready to serve you uh, locally. 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. 
right here in Hernando, Mid-South Vans. Derek, anything else? Just looking forward to the weekend, ready to get uh, all football started. Absolutely. Go uh, uh, Rebels, Bulldogs playing LSU, and, and Ole Miss playing Florida. Good luck to them, of course, and fans. Uh, let's be glued to the TV, and, and it's good to be back. It's a little bit of normalcy, Derek, and, and I think we're heading in the right direction. So if that's everything, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. Dropped off a pretty soon.